Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Gunshots, bitch. What's going on? Sad Johnny White. And then there was bass. Good evening, motherfuckers and motherfuckers. This is your host, Young Dolomite, of the Too Much Game Podcast. Live from the Boom Boom Room once again. It's like my second show this week. So I'm gonna be kind of fucking slow on these topics and shit. You know, I apologize in advance. Motherfucker, now got no hell of a shit to talk about. You know, late show. Motherfucker been checking the internet. You know, surfing around. Looking for some shit to talk about. Shit kind of slow, my nigga. You know, so. I'ma start out with a moment of silence for the legendary Black Rob. Yeah, man, that's a that's a fucked up thing, dog. You know, we we just lost DMX last week. You know, and now we done we done lost another fucking legend. Black Rob, you know, he, he's not as known, you know, as DMX, but a legend nonetheless, my nigga. You know, like, Wool was one of them songs that had motherfuckers going crazy. You know, it's a, it's a legendary hit, my nigga. The nigga whole album was tight. A lot of motherfuckers don't know that, but, you know, Black Rob, I think it was called True Story. That nigga had a banger, dog. You know, I think his career was cut short because if I'm not mistaken, I think Black Rob like admitted to a, a robbery that he committed, you know, so he had to go do some time and shit. And, you know, he never really recovered, you know, so shout out to him, man. Um, you know, shout out my nigga Johnny White, you know, much love to you, too, nigga. Salute. But, um, you know, like I said, this going to be a slow one, dog. Like, you know, I did an episode, I think Wednesday, where I got a whole lot of shit out fast. You know, shout out my nigga Aunt Thomas and shit. What's the deal? Um, you know, this week, you know, I, I think I'm gonna talk about this AR rap situation. You know, it wasn't exactly at the the top of the news, but it was a big thing, my nigga. Like, you know, as far as the content of my show, what I like to talk about, you know, shit that, you know, I like to have conversations about with my young niggas, something that I really be wanting motherfuckers to be up on. You know, this nigga AR Rap caught 45 years for some shit he said in a fucking interview. You know, and I keep telling motherfuckers, man, like, y'all niggas be dying for this street cred. It's, it's not a good fucking thing, my nigga. You know, like, that, that, that shit is detrimental to your career and to your fucking life. Niggas need to get up off that shit, dog. But, um, you know, shout out to Giddy Girl XO Vision and shit. You know, I was, I was just on her fucking show, uh... You know, y'all be on the lookout for that. That's going to drop on Friday. 
You know, it's the Get It Girl Vision podcast. Y'all be on the lookout for that shit, man. You know, we 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 was dropping some gems on that shit, man. You know that that was a cool last episode. You know, that's my homegirl from Canada. You know, so y'all be on the lookout for the Get It Girl Vision podcast. I'm gonna be on there Friday. But uh, yeah, dog, this nigga AR Rap. You know, if y'all not familiar with him, he's a, a rapper from Philly. I think he was um. He was affiliated with Cassidy and, you know, a bunch of rappers from Philadelphia. If I'm not mistaken, I think he was beefing with Meek Mill. But, you know, anyway, the thing about this nigga AR Rap, AR Ab, you know, in the circles of Philadelphia hip hop, he's kind of known as like one of the dudes that, you know, they really with it. They really about what they say they about. He, 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 he talk that shit and he do that shit. You know, and the thing that happened with AR Rap was, you know, pretty much the same thing that happened with the rapper Rallo, which is somewhat close to what happened to Bobby Schmurter, which is, you know, these motherfuckers be talking too specifically about the shit that they actually do in the street. You know, and I talk about that shit on this show a lot, which is fucked up because y'all know I don't like to sound like a broken record on here. But like this is just another one of those fucking teachable moments. When it comes to motherfuckers, you know, because the younger generation looks at the motherfuckers in front of them and they like to emulate what they see, emulate what they hear, you know, look at what a motherfucker doing and following those footsteps, you know, and that shit is bullshit, dog. You know, like I, I, I fucking hate to see it, you know, because I think I talked about that shit on the episode before it last, like street cred don't buy you nothing, dog. You know, like motherfuckers really be so into this keep it real motherfucking lifestyle you know and the fucked up thing is like you know i I don't want to make it seem like i'm against the motherfucker keeping it real like i'm not finna sit up here and preach for niggas to lie you know but at the same time you know the the culture that is hip-hop you niggas are a fucking detriment to yourself when you feel like that's the only thing that's gonna sell or that's the only thing that's gonna help move you forward in your career you know, trying to be the realest street nigga, the hardest nigga in the street. Like, I think NBA young boy locked up right now. Like, you know, there, there's a lot like, you know, um, Bobby Schmurter just got out. I think Kodak Black, he's still locked up or he just got out. Like, you niggas really think like it's cool for y'all to catch time and do time and get locked up behind this bullshit? It's not, my nigga. You know, and it's fucked up because like, in a perfect world, like, I wish that there were older rappers to talk to these young niggas and tell them that that's some bullshit they on, you know, like, but I I get it, because I remember when Master P tried to, you know, basically, like, mentor Kodak Black, and he got on some bullshit, you know, and if y'all listen to this show for a long time, or y'all just listen to me in general, y'all niggas know I'm not no fucking fan of Kodak Black, I really don't like that motherfucker, you know, just because, like, I look at him as, you know, and not to even sound like that guy, but, like, everything that's wrong with the black community type shit. Like, the nigga looks like a fucking pickaninny, you know, and then, like, the his reasoning when he kind of shaded um, Master P was kind of like on some, uh, what would you call it, like, oh, you know, he he wanted to mentor me, but he wanted to charge me. If I'm going to give somebody money to, to be my mentor, it might as well be the white man. 
What? Are you motherfucking serious? Like, what What the fuck is wrong with you? Like, in all honesty, my nigga. Like, if you could get the same information from this person or from this person, you choose a white motherfucker. Like, shit like that is like, while certain artists, even though I may be a fan of your music, you might make dope songs. Your records might be fly, might like your beats, your flow and all that shit. But it's just some motherfuckers who I can't see myself supporting. And shit like that, that's out, my nigga. I I can't support a nigga like that. I can't support a motherfucker who I know get down like that. You know, because, like, Kodak Black is one of them habitual motherfucking line steppers. Like, you know, I remember, like, right after Nipsey passed, that nigga said some shit like, oh, you know, now that that bro gone, you know, Lauren London needs somebody, you know, I'll fuck with her, like, you know, and and it was niggas trying to defend him, because there's a lot of motherfuckers that are fans of Kodak Black, you know, and my whole thing, like, I be telling motherfuckers, man, like, if you a fan of Kodak Black, you probably pick up cigarettes off the ground and smoke them. Like, if, if you a fucking fan of Kodak Black, nigga, you probably eat your cereal with your hands and not a spoon. Like, niggas who, who listen to fucking Kodak Black probably pull their pants down around their ankles to take a piss. Like, nigga, Kodak Black fans is is them them, them short bus niggas. Like, nigga, you, you gotta have Velcro strap shoes to listen to fucking Kodak Black. Like, nigga, you had to ride a school bus with a fucking helmet on. To be a Kodak Black fan. Like Kodak Black one of them motherfuckers. Like Kodak Black like. Like real life one of the slow kids in class. Like that nigga. He was one of them niggas that. When school started at 730. That nigga fucking class started at like 10 a.m. And he was out of school by like 1 p.m. That nigga was in them classes. That they didn't even let. Associate with the regular kids. Like that's how I look at Kodak Black and shit. Like he, he one of them them goofy motherfuckers like i'm not gonna say the r word that nobody wants to say anymore because it's politically incorrect but he one of them you know he one of the motherfuckers that walk around with a drool bib on and shit but like i don't fuck with kodak black because of shit like that you know and like his gen i'm not gonna say his generation let me put let me not put it on all these niggas but like kodak black is a representation of that energy that young motherfuckers have that even when it's an older motherfucker, like, really trying to put some real-life shit in your mind, you, like, oh, nah, I ain't trying to hear what these old niggas talking about. Like, even when the old nigga know exactly what the fuck he talking about. You know, like, that's a lot of motherfuckers' problem. Like, again, broken record. Nigga, that's the aim of this show, dog. You know, like, I, I, I want to be a motherfucker that could at least help one young nigga to not go in the way of some stupid ass shit you know because like this is something like i tell motherfuckers man the, the reason that i dress the way i dress the reason that i speak the way i speak and i say what i say you know is because the motherfuckers who i'm trying to reach i'm trying to reach young niggas like i'm not trying to reach motherfuckers my age who should already know better even though a lot of my listeners are probably my age and older you know because a lot of the shit that i say is is, is universal knowledge my nigga You know, like, no matter what the fuck I say and who the fuck is listening, I think they could use this shit. But who I really want to be able to reach is younger niggas, dog. You know, because they the motherfuckers that need the most help out of the black community. You know, young men between the ages of, like, 16 and, like, 24. 
Motherfuckers need help, my nigga. Like, I remember, like, myself at that age. You know, it was a lot of fucking mistakes that I made that I really wish I had a motherfucker, you know, at least 10, 15 years my senior to put me up on some game, my nigga. Like, I really wish I had a motherfucking older dude to really, like, sit me to the side like, hey, my nigga, you should really start building your credit at this point. You know, you should really... You know, focus on finding a career to get into, my nigga. Like, you should really find a craft and really start honing in on that and trying to figure out what you're going to do, my nigga. Like, you should really start saving some money, my nigga. You know, like, it's a lot of shit that I wish a motherfucker told me. Like, you know, stay away from a lot of these buster-ass niggas. You know, a lot of these niggas that you're trying to impress is going to be the worst thing that could happen to you. You know, like, shit like that, my nigga. Like, really shit that bought. You know, like 30 is common sense. You know, like something I, like I, w- I would tell my cousins and shit like my nigga. A lot of the shit that's common sense to us wasn't common sense at 22. It wasn't common sense at 19. It wasn't common sense at 16. You know, like, you know, I, I talk about on this show kind of a lot. Like, you know, my little cousin, I was hitting licks and shit. Like to him, life was all about what was happening that day. You know, like as young niggas, a lot of us, we we want everything right now. You know, it's what they call the microwave generation. Like we don't want to wait for nothing. We don't want to build nothing. We want everything right when we want it. Like, nigga, I want to have a Benz now at 19, you know, because especially now, like, you know, this Instagram shit. You know, the social media era, you know, nowadays as young motherfuckers, you know, you 19, 20 and you see a niggas your age doing some shit that you is like, nigga, that nigga my age, he got a fucking Benz already. That nigga my age, he already doing this. That nigga my age and he doing this, you know, and I've spoken about it on episodes and I forget which episode number and which episode names. You know, but like something that I always would say to motherfuckers, man, like you got to get shit in your time. You know, a lot of times where we fuck up in life is when we trying to get shit and it ain't our turn to get that shit. We trying to get shit and we not even ready to get that shit. Like me and one of my partners had a conversation probably like two or three weeks ago, you know, and he was talking about how at like 19 or 20, he got the best job he ever had at Today, he's probably about 34, 35. But he was saying, like, at 19, he like, nigga, I'm 19 years old. Nigga, I got a good-ass job. You know, I'm making fucking 20-something dollars an hour. You know, and I'm taking off work to go party. I'm taking off work to go kick it with bitches. I'm falling asleep while I'm on the clock. I'm fucking off. You know, and he like, at 19, in my head, it's, oh, shit, nigga. I could get another job like this. Fuck this job. If I get fired, I just go get another job like this. And he was like, it was one old nigga at my job that was telling me, hey, man, you lose this job. You're going to regret it. And he like at 19, nigga, I'm just like, shit, fuck it. I'll be all right. And he like, nigga, I ain't got a job like that since. And I didn't, you know, damn near leapfrog 19. That shit was damn near 19 damn years ago. And I'm still fucked up off that shit. If I still had that job at this point, nigga, I'll be looking at retirement in a minute. But I done fucked it off at 19 because I ain't fucking know no better. You know, and this is the fucking culture that we live in. You know, this is the culture that's pushed in hip hop. 
you know, it's this young nigga culture. It's this young nigga mindset. Because like AR Ab, like something that I didn't really like, you know, as far as just the thought of this shit, I think AR Ab might be my goddamn age. You know, and that's the fucked up shit. Like this is the shit that really trips me out when I look at shit like that. In the case of a nigga like this, like nigga, how the fuck is you, you know, 35, 30 plus, whatever the fuck age this nigga is. And you still talking to motherfuckers on the internet about what the fuck you do in the street. You know, because this is something that as far as like questions I ask niggas to really pick their brain. Like, what the fuck do you gain by telling motherfuckers what you're doing in the street? What is the risk versus the reward? The risk is, in the case of AR Rap, 45 motherfucking years in prison. What was your reward? What do you really gain? By telling the motherfucker what you're doing in the street. You know, like I, I, I tell my young partners, like who be on the internet, like showing off guns and shit. Like, what do you really get by showing your gun on the internet? Besides negative attention, you ain't gonna get no bitches. You ain't gonna get no pussy. You for sure ain't gonna get no motherfucking money. So what do you gain by showing motherfuckers on the internet your guns other than letting the motherfucker know how to approach you, dog? You know, like, this is something that, this is a lesson, literally, dog, my mom told me this shit. Like, you don't never let a motherfucker know you got a gun, because now he know, I need to approach this nigga like he got a gun. So, the same nigga that you thought you was gonna be fighting with in a beef, now it's gonna be a motherfucking shootout, because you done already told this nigga you got a gun. You know, like, this is some shit that I learned as a young motherfucker, dog. And this is some shit my mom told me, like, you know, like, Certain shit that that you hear, certain shit that you learn in your life, you know, like it's just some it's just some shit in a motherfucker life that when you hear it, you would assume that I learned this shit from some gangsters, like some OGs. Nigga, a lot of the shit that I know about being a motherfucking gangster, I learned from my mom. You know, like my mom taught me a gang of like real shit, dog. You know, especially when it comes to shit like that. Like, nigga, my mom was a motherfucker that told me, don't never pull a gun on a motherfucker unless you plan on using it. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. You know, like, but this is some shit that a lot of young motherfuckers obviously never learn. Because I really look at posting guns on the internet in the same way as I look at pulling a gun out on a nigga. Like, if you don't plan on using that motherfucker, don't pull it out for shit. I'm not pulling out no motherfucking gun to show to a nigga on the fucking internet, nigga, for what? To show you that I'm protecting myself with a gun? Nah, nigga, I'd rather you think I'm slipping. 
So you don't come, you don't even come and approach me like that, nigga. Like there's just some shit that ain't the internet's goddamn business. And that's something that us as black people need to fucking learn. And this go beyond street shit. You know, this is with motherfuckers who want to show all their motherfucking finances. You know, this go with the women to make themselves look motherfucking stupid every time they want to post their new motherfucking boyfriend. Only thing you and this nigga did was go on a date and have a tongue kiss, but you got to show this nigga off on the internet. You know, you try to put an emoji over this motherfucker face like these bitches ain't out here playing detective. You know, you you put an emoji over a nigga face. All a bitch need to see is his shirt and what fucking belt he got on, where y'all at. She going to find out who your nigga is. If a bitch wants your nigga, she going to come get him. So why why is it so important for us to put all our motherfucking business on the internet? I'm not going to say I don't get it because I do, but... It's just fucking stupid at the end of the day. You know, like the long and the short of it is that's just some dumb shit. Like everybody on the motherfucking Internet don't need to know your goddamn business, nigga. It's it's just dumb. Like I really don't know what the fuck niggas be having going on in their mind that make them think that it's the fly shit to share every fucking thing with the Internet. It's not, my nigga. Like, you better off just living your life privately. Like, this was something that I talked about, you know, a couple episodes ago about fame. You know, like, everybody think they want fame. Everybody think they want attention. It's not always what it's cracked up to be. You know, it's unnecessary scrutiny at the end of the fucking day. You know, and this is like one of my things when it comes to fame. Like, I tell niggas all the time, like, I don't like when a motherfucker know me and I don't know them, you know, because me being from the street, that shit is just unfucking comfortable when the niggas run up on me and be like, Hey nigga, you Dolomite. Like, yeah, it could go. Well, it could be like, yeah, I listen to your show. You be saying some real shit. Yeah. It could go like that, but it could also go negatively. It could also be, Hey, you Dolomite. Yeah. Nigga, you shot my brother. Like, it could be any type of fucking thing, you know, and that's like the shit when it comes to this motherfucking attention that everybody seeks and craves and all that shit. Like, a lot of times you think that the shit that you're doing is going to get you this type of attention, and it's not, my nigga. You know, the same with, like, you know, and I made a fucking meme about this shit. You know, like, when motherfuckers go on the internet with their fucking problems, like, you think you're going to get some fucking sympathy when you go online and you tell motherfuckers, like, oh, man, um, you know, this this happened. I'm, I'm fucked up. My money fucked up. My girlfriend just dumped me. I'm depressed and all this shit. Like, you think you're going to get, like, all these emojis and sad faces. And at the end of the day, my nigga, all these niggas really going to do is fucking laugh at your ass. Oh, yeah, and shout out to my nigga uh, Inglewood's Winest, as Cali as can be and shit. This nigga uh, suggested me this fucking, this rosé and shit. It's called Rayburn. That shit, that shit flight. But, um, yeah, nigga, like, th- this shit that y'all niggas be doing online, like, it-, it make your ass look stupid at the end of the day. You know, like, you never gonna get the reaction that you expect from putting your fucking business on the internet, my nigga. You know, niggas who post money, you know, and this was something that shit, 
when was the last time I did some bullshit like that? Probably like in the MySpace days and shit. Like I posted, you know, like some pictures with some money and it was really like me being funny. It was like during tax time because y'all know how niggas be posting like, oh, this ain't tax money. And basically I captioned it like this is tax money. Like, nigga, look at my little twenty five hundred and shit, you know, but like I I would always tell motherfuckers like the reason I did that because I knew at the time everybody had some money. So like bullshit ain't nothing. But, like, one of the reasons that I don't do that shit is because, like, I was taught that motherfuckers don't brag about shit that they really have in abundance. You know, like, you never see a a, a picture of Steve Jobs with a money phone. You ain't really gonna see, like, a picture of fucking Bill Gates holding a bunch of money. Only motherfucker that really got money that you see posting money is Floyd fucking Mayweather. You know, and he's... He's a polarizing character when it comes to me. Like, I really don't like that motherfucker, but I've used him as a positive example on this show a few times. But I've also used that nigga as a negative example because the type of person that he is, I just don't really like. I hate a motherfucker with no integrity. I really can't stand a motherfucker who I feel like don't have no principles or morals. He's really a fucking shithead to me. But I do respect his craft. I respect his business moves. You know, like, I I respect a lot of what he does in the boxing arena. You know, like, how he handles his business. I just don't like the way that nigga spend money or act like a fucking goofy. Because, like, he's the only motherfucker who I could really think of who's worth upwards of, you know, a few hundred million. But he likes to post his money like he's broke. You know, and a lot of that shit, honestly, I feel like stems from insecurity. You know, a lot of us with this, you know, uh, attention culture, you know, a lot of us motherfuckers who act like we starved for attention. You know, I look at that shit as like a fucking insecurity. Like, why is it that you have to let us know that you have this money? Like, what are you lacking That makes you feel like you need this validation from all these other motherfuckers. You know, because that's what it is. Like a lot of motherfuckers do all this bullshit online because they fucking seek validation from other people. You know, like I be telling motherfuckers, like if you look at my page, I got a mean page. My nigga, like I I, I like validation on my, my sense of humor more than fucking my looks. Like I don't post a gang of selfies and shit like. That shit is what that shit is. Like, I'm not really vain in, in that way. Like, you know, I'm I'm an all right looking motherfucker, but there's motherfuckers who look better than me. So it, it is what it is, according to that. But like me, I, I prefer validation for my work because at the end of the day, like everybody want validation for something like I'm not against validation. I'm not against a motherfucker posting on social media. You know, I'm not telling motherfuckers like, hey, man, whatever you do. Don't post anything on that motherfucker. Like, no, nigga, like social media, it has its advantages. Like, it has its uses. You know, I'm not telling motherfuckers not to use that shit. You know, me, uh, my my biggest thing is you just got to be cautious when you use this motherfucker. You know, because social media I look at as a tool. You know, like social media is like a fucking knife. You know, you can use that motherfucker to cut your food up or you can use that motherfucker to cut a motherfucker's throat. You know, and that's the thing, like just like with any fucking tool, you can use that motherfucker for something good or you can use it for something fucked up. 
And a lot of motherfuckers use that shit as something fucked up. Because at the end of the day, like, really, when you break social media down, it's really a tool used to get attention. You know, and with attention, you can use attention for something good or you can use attention for some bullshit. And a lot of motherfuckers, just like with an AR app situation with a lot of motherfuckers in the light, they use their attention for some bullshit. And some motherfuckers will do some bullshit to get attention. Like Snitch 9 and other fucking internet trolls. Something that I really don't fuck with. Like, you know, and this is also something like, as far as like, something that I tell motherfuckers and something that I observe of people that'll make me really stop fucking with certain motherfuckers. Like, I hate a motherfucker that will do anything to get fucking attention. No matter who the fuck is from. That ain't my shit. You know, like niggas that'll do some dumb shit for attention. Motherfuckers that'll fall on their fucking face for attention. Motherfuckers that'll throw a nigga under the bus for attention. You know, niggas that'll talk down on one of their homies to get attention from abroad. You know, like shit like that, I don't like it. Motherfuckers who do stupid shit online just to get attention. Motherfucker like, uh, what was that fucking comedian? Ari Shafir, I think his name was. His name ain't important. Fuck him. But, like, right after Kobe passed away, like, this nigga did a video in Charlotte where he was like, oh, yeah, he's a rapist. And, you know, just bringing up all type of bullshit on Kobe. You know, basically on some, like, oh, my bad, I was just trolling. You know, because when everybody start putting that heat on his ass, you know, when everybody start getting in that nigga fucking comments and getting in that nigga DMs and getting up in his ass about that shit, all of a sudden it was just a joke. I was just doing it to rile people up. Nah, nigga. You brought that on your motherfucking self, you know, because that's the thing with trolling, my nigga. That's the thing with a lot of this shit that motherfuckers do for attention, my nigga. You don't always get the fucking reaction that you expect. Like he, I think, was expecting a lot of people to get the joke and understand the fucking twisted ass sense of humor that he got. Because he was like, oh, when when people die, I just make fucked up jokes because it's funny and all my comedian friends we all understand it. Fuck all that, my nigga. Everybody ain't with that fucking bullshit. You know, and that's the thing. Just like with A.R. Ab, like this is something that he's learning the hard way. Everybody ain't with the bullshit. You know, like you made this fucking, you know, this video on Vlad talking about, I really do this. I really didn't committed these murders and I don't really sold all these drugs. Who the fuck you thought was listening to that shit? Did you really only think the fans was listening to that shit? You know, like somebody was talking about that shit on Clubhouse. Like a lot of niggas be on Clubhouse talking a lot of they little street shit. You know, and they don't they don't know the feds is on fucking Clubhouse listening. Like I used to talk about this shit like way back in the MySpace days when I was on MySpace. Like when, you know, these motherfuckers, you know, we had like the little gang pages and you know, like all the motherfuckers be posting all the homies from the hood. And I used to be telling them, hey, man, take me off that fucking page, dog. Like, I don't want to be on the page with the homies because the police on here. It's just as many niggas who follow you on social media, my nigga. Especially when you on some street shit. Just as many motherfuckers who you think following you like on some, oh, that's just a homie. And oh, I just fuck with him, my nigga. It's just as many police on this motherfucker as anybody, dog. Like, that's the thing, my nigga. 
Don't nobody follow you closer on social media than your motherfucking enemies. You know, like, and this is like the big thing with a lot of this shit, my nigga. Like, yeah, a lot of y'all do this shit for the niggas who, who follow you and who you think fuck with you and who like you and shit. Like, just think about how you look at a video that you posted on Instagram and it show you how many views it got. Like, say you post a video, that motherfucker got 130 viewers, 17 likes. Okay, so you got 130 motherfucking viewers and 17 likes, my nigga. So that means it's 113 motherfuckers saw that shit and they don't fuck with you. Like, nigga, just think about that shit, dog. Like, you got a lot of motherfuckers who follow you. You got a lot of motherfuckers who see your posts. You got a lot of motherfuckers who see your shit. It's not a lot of motherfuckers that support you. It's not a lot of motherfuckers. It ain't as many motherfuckers that really like you as you think. You know, like, it's a lot of motherfuckers who got, nigga, you got fucking 6,000 followers. You post a selfie, that motherfucker get 900 likes. So out of all these thousands of motherfuckers that follow you, not that many is really liking your shit. Not that many is really supporting your shit. Because like I remember, uh, who was that? Chris Brown. He had did a video on Instagram. Shit, about a year, maybe two years ago where he was talking about that shit. The nigga basically was like, damn, my nigga like, you know, I got... 7 million fucking followers on Instagram and, you know, 8 million followers on Twitter and this million and all these millions of people following me and my fucking album didn't even go platinum. Like how I got all these millions of motherfuckers watching what I do, but I only got 600,000 that bought my project. Teachable moment, my nigga. You know, it's it's a hard lesson for a lot of us to learn, my nigga. It's a million motherfuckers around you, my nigga, but it's only a couple of motherfuckers that's with you. My nigga, everybody that's close to you don't fuck with you. Everybody that's watching you don't fuck with you. Everybody that's listening to you don't fuck with you. You know, and this is something that we got to learn with this fucking attention culture, my nigga. Just as many motherfuckers that pay attention to you because you rap. Just as many motherfuckers that pay attention because you sing. Just as many motherfuckers that pay attention because you tell jokes or because you do some goofy shit online will pay attention if you got in a car crash and die. Matter of fact, more than that, nigga, like, let's just paint a hypothetical picture, dog. Like, say you got fucking, I don't know, 250 followers on Instagram. Like, just think about rappers. You know, like, all these rappers, these motherfuckers be having 680,000 followers on Instagram. Nigga die, 2.6 million followers. Like, how the fuck these motherfuckers start following you after you die, knowing you ain't gonna post shit? You know, like, motherfuckers look, you know, like... Who was that? Plies. He said, motherfuckers hate you when you live and love you when you dead. You know, um, who was that? Papoose. He said, 
When you live in that car, you a ugly bastard. When you die, they say he look good in that casket. That's what it is, my nigga. You know, like this, this is how it goes with this motherfucking attention, my nigga. You know, like we, we all seek attention and validation. You know, like something that I said a long ass time ago in the meme that I posted on Instagram. You know, like it, it's, it's a lot of motherfuckers that pay attention to you because they like you. It's, it's a couple, my nigga. You know, like with you niggas who, who like to post this bullshit online, like you capping online saying you got this and you got that. You know, like all the motherfuckers who you lying for on Instagram, don't give a fuck. You lying for all these hundreds and whatever the fucks of people on Instagram who don't give a shit while the motherfuckers who actually know you are losing respect for you. Like that's the fucking thing with a lot of this shit that we do online. You know, like it's a lot of motherfuckers online fronting for the gram. You know, like they they talk about doing it for the gram. You know, like you niggas that's putting on for the ground. Like I've been around niggas who we drinking some cheap vodka and they saying that it's some top shelf shit. Like we drinking some taco vodka and they saying it's Ciroc. Nigga, we drinking some fucking, uh, I forgot what the fuck that bullshit cheap ass fucking tequila niggas used to drink. But motherfuckers is saying that, that we drinking some goddamn Patron Whatever the fuck platinum label or whatever the hell that shit is like motherfuckers be capping online. But it's like my nigga, how you going to lie to all these strangers that don't give a fuck in front of a nigga who really fuck with you? Like you losing the respect of the motherfuckers who you really should be trying to impress, you know, and that's the thing. Like motherfuckers is, is throwing away real respect from real motherfuckers for fake motherfuckers on the Internet. Like, that's a goddamn shame, my nigga. You know, like, I be telling motherfuckers, dog, like, I'm on my fifth Instagram page. You know, and every time I get on this motherfucker, it's, it's to promote shit. You know, like, my personal Instagram page, it's a meme page. I just like to post funny shit, dog. You know, and then I got the page that promotes my fucking, um, what you call that shit? Like, I, I promote my podcast. Like, I, I got a page that promotes my fucking uh, my clothing line and shit like that. Like I use this as a promotional tool, you know, like I'm not on here to cap in front and act like I got some shit that I ain't got, you know, and pause Woody. This is wine this time, my nigga. This some wine, dog. This some rosé, my nigga. I, I know you trying to catch me because like one of the things, dog, you know, if y'all watch this shit on Instagram live or you watch this shit on YouTube, Nigga, I'll, I'll be sipping. When y'all niggas hear that bomb, I'm sipping on something. Today, I'm sipping on Rayburn Rosé. But a lot of times, my nigga, I ain't even gonna front, nigga. I'll I be sipping some, nigga. Sometimes this shit be some juice, nigga. A lot of times it look like red wine. It really be like some cranberry juice or some shit. But again, nigga, I ain't no capping ass, nigga. I don't be front, my nigga. Like, it, it, it's all a hundred with me, nigga. Everything I say is the truth. Because... I got motherfuckers who listen to my show. I got motherfuckers who who watch me on this motherfucker who know me personally. You know, and like I talked about in the fucking white towel dynamic. Nigga, I enjoy having people in my life that hold me accountable. Like my real friends, like my cousins. You know, Woody's Exotics and shit. Like, you know, my niggas with the kennel. Shout out to them and shit. You know, like... 
I got I got real family that follow me. I got real motherfuckers in my life who would call me out on my bullshit if I really was on, on you know, just talking something stupid, my nigga. You know, like there's niggas in my life who I enjoy having who could say shit like that. Like whether jokingly or serious, my nigga. You know, like I tell motherfuckers all the time, like nigga, if you catch me in the wrong, please tell me that shit. Like, nigga, I, I don't want nobody who I fuck with to feel like I'm above accountability. I'm above being checked. Because, like, I, I like my thing as far as, like, friendships, nigga, if I feel like I can't check you, I'm not your friend and you not my friend. Like, if you can't tell me I got a booger in my mustache, we not friends. Nigga, if I do a whole show and I got some fucking snot in my beard, and don't nobody say shit Fuck everybody who watched that live Like I need motherfuckers in my life That that could tell me my breath stink Or I got uh, Lettuce in my teeth or some shit You know like nigga You, you ain't a real nigga around me If you can't tell me at, at the least my breath stink You know Because everybody who know me know Like you know certain people Say I'm a harsh motherfucker Some motherfuckers say I'm brutally honest which I don't feel like I'm brutally honest. I might be a brutal motherfucking speaker. You know, I might be brutal to a motherfucker that I don't like. You know, I might be profane. I might be very direct. But I'm not brutally honest. I'm honest as a motherfucker, but it ain't brutal. You know, I might tell you some shit that a lot of motherfuckers ain't scared to tell you. But my thing is, I'm honest with motherfuckers because I got love for motherfuckers. You know, I'm honest with my listeners because I got love for my listeners. Nigga, any motherfucker who listen to this shit, my nigga. You know, I'm I'm telling you certain shit because I got love for the fact that you supporting me. So I'm going to keep it 100 with you. It might be some shit that certain motherfuckers might not want to hear, but you got to hear it. You know, and that's the thing. Like when a motherfucker really got love for you, they could tell you the shit that you might not want to hear. You know, like I be telling my homeboys all the time, like my nigga, if I have a whack episode, please tell me my episode was whack. I swear to God, I won't be mad at you. You know, like, I, I love to get con- constructive fucking criticism because it's needed. Nigga, the only way I'm going to get better is with that criticism. With a motherfucker holding me accountable for my bullshit. You know, like, that's that's just life, dog. You know, like, that's something that a lot of motherfuckers got to learn. Like, accountability is a big motherfucking part of growth as just a human fucking being. You know, but... Back to my point with this nigga ARF, dog. You know, like, it's just some shit in life that a lot of us gotta let go. And this thirst for attention is a big one. You know, cause like I said, dog, like, I'm not against social media. I'm not against posting your victories, sometimes posting your losses, posting your journey. You know, because. Nowadays, like a social media profile is like the new diary for a lot of people, you know, like you post what goes on in your day, you know, you post the things that you looking forward to, the things that you working towards, the things that you working on, you know, a lot of your accomplishments and things of that nature. And I get that. And that shit is cool, you know, but my thing is you just got to tailor that shit. You know, like, you got to be strategic with that shit. Like, you got to be mindful of who your audience is. Because a lot of the motherfuckers that's in the fucking stands ain't fans.
you know, like nigga, you posting some shit and you thinking everybody gonna be cheering. But think about how many sporting events you went to and a motherfucker hit a three pointer and everybody start booing. You know, this is life. You know, this is some shit that a lot of motherfuckers don't even really understand. Like, it's a lot of motherfuckers on your page following you that can't stand your motherfucking ass. It's a motherfucker that that see you post like, oh, I got a new car. You posting your new car and they like, man, fuck this stupid ass bitch and that weak ass car. Nigga, you could go buy a brand new 2021 motherfucking Rolls Royce Dawn. And it's a motherfucker right now. Oh, nigga, he wouldn't have got that motherfucker if he wouldn't have did this. Or she probably fucked somebody to get that car. She probably sucked some dick to get that job. This motherfucker probably did whoop-de-whoop to get that shit. That nigga ain't nobody. That nigga's a bitch. Like, everybody ain't rooting for you, my nigga. Everybody not a fan, my nigga. Everybody not supportive of your shit. There's a lot of motherfuckers who, who you talking to. You know, and they can't stand your motherfucking ass. They don't like your shirt. They don't like your memes. They don't like your mom. They don't like nothing about your ass. And them the motherfuckers that's watching all your shit. Like I said, nigga, you post a video, that motherfucker got 200 fucking views, but 16 motherfucking likes. Trust me, them motherfuckers saw that shit. Them motherfuckers double tapping everything all up and down that profile. But they see your shit and skip right past it. Because they look at them, man, fuck this weak ass nigga. But they still following you. You know, I tell motherfuckers all the time, my nigga, like, I, I understand the fact that everybody who follow me don't fuck with me. That's the reason that I move how I move. You know, like, nigga, I'm, I'm an ego free zone, my nigga. I, I know I got a thousand motherfuckers looking at my shit. They can't fucking stand my ass. You know, and like... One of my things as far as like how I do my friendships, like nigga, I, I gravitate towards the niggas who fuck with me, you know, like my nigga, the wizard of ism, my nigga, what's going on? East Skrilla, that's the homie, you know, like nigga, there, there are certain niggas who support the fuck out of me and I fuck with them. I support them back, you know, like, and that's the thing, like, you know, something that I see with celebrities, you know, as far as attention and fame and things of that nature, you know, something that, you know, like I tell motherfuckers like me, I fly above my haters, nigga. If I got haters, I don't know who the fuck they are and they don't fucking matter. So fuck them if they exist. But like, nigga, when it comes to like my supporters, I fuck with my supporters, you know, like something that I see with celebrities, like in the shade room, they got that shit called like clapback season where they show like celebrities getting back at haters and shit. To me, that's some bullshit. You know, like me, I don't give a fuck about negative comments. I don't give a fuck about a nigga who hating because I understand the difference between criticism and hate. But like me, like nigga, I gravitate towards niggas who really support me and really fuck with me. Like if you really support a nigga like nigga, I, I do my best to address the niggas who really support me and fuck with me, fuck with my product, you know, fuck with what I do. And the niggas who don't fuck them motherfuckers, they can suck my dick, my nigga. Like, you're not going to get no piece of my motherfucking light because you say some negative shit. Like, when I see celebrities, you'll go past a hundred comments of motherfuckers saying, Oh, I love you. Oh, I love your shit. Oh, your album is a classic. Oh, this song is dope. Oh, I love that shit. And then it's like one nigga to say, that shit was whack. And then the celebrity 
comment and reply to the nigga that said that shit was whack. Nigga, you could suck my dick, nigga. I'm not saying shit to you. Because like I've talked about on this shit a thousand fucking times, my nigga, there's niggas who literally do that on purpose. A lot of those motherfuckers do that just to get your attention. They do that just because they understand that you getting 10 million positive comments and then that one negative motherfucker going to be the one that you look at. And I don't believe in that practice. Nigga, if you said some negative shit, you can just suck my dick, my nigga. I'm not even going to block you because that's another thing. And I've talked about that shit, too, my nigga. Like, there's niggas who literally brag about a celebrity blocking them. Like, oh, I'm blocked off Beyonce page. Oh, Rihanna blocked me. I said her forehead was big, so she blocked me. Oh, I said Jay-Z got big lips, so he blocked me. And, like, you, you think that shit is, like, some type of badge of honor. Like, there's some bitch-ass niggas in the world with some twisted-ass senses of fucking... I don't know what the fuck you would even call it. But, like, they really think it's, like, some fly shit to get negative fucking attention from people, my nigga. Like, they really feel like the the ill will that they get from other people is something to be bragged about. And that's, like, part of, like, what, what I said about, like, haters. Like, remember in 2006... To like 2010 It was like a fucking movement Of niggas that say shit like Oh I love my haters Oh if you don't have haters You're doing something wrong Like nigga I don't fucking pay attention To bitch ass niggas So I, I don't fucking know My nigga Like no matter where I go in life No matter how high I get in life Or low I get in life Like the last motherfucker in the world That's gonna get attention from me Is a bitch ass nigga a motherfucking hater. If you got some negative shit to say about me, my nigga, and I mean that like in the sincerest form, like if you got some constructive criticism, I fuck with that. If you say something that I do is not good and it's coming from a place of love or support, you know, because like this is just something like as far as like human beings in general, like you know when a person is criticizing you from a place of love a place of wanting to see you do better and you know the difference between that and just some motherfucking hating you know like this is a conversation that me and my cousin had like years ago nigga maybe like a hot ass decade and change ago you know because he he used to do music and i would tell him like this song fly but this shit this not fly and he had a problem taking criticism like he was one of them niggas that you could tell him 20 songs is dope, but if you told him one song was whack, you a fucking hater now. Like, he put you in the hater pal. And I would tell him, my nigga, the worst thing in a nigga's life, nigga, even worse than haters is a motherfucking yes man. Because like I said earlier, like, nigga, my, my least favorite thing is a motherfucker who I feel like agree with everything I do. A motherfucker who say every single show is tight knowing that ain't the motherfucking case. Like, my nigga, if you can't correct me, get the fuck away from me. If you can't hold me accountable, I don't need you around me, my nigga. Like, I really need motherfuckers around me who could keep it a hundred with me. But a fucking hater? Fuck a hater. You know, like, some motherfuckers just straight up haters, my nigga. And this goes beyond, like, motherfucking strangers on the internet. Some motherfuckers got a hater in their family, my nigga. Like, some of you motherfuckers, yo, your mama a hater. Your girl a hater. Your brother a fucking hater. 
And these motherfuckers don't need to be around you, dog, because this shit exists, my nigga. Like, there's just motherfuckers who you know every time you give them some good news, they got some fucked up shit to say. Every time you tell them, like, yeah, man, I, I just got hired at this job. And they first comments like, mm, that little weak ass place. Oh, yeah, man, you know, I I just got done talking to this girl. I finally got a number. Oh, that bitch. Oh, that, that bitch for the streets. Everybody done fucked her. Like, no matter what you tell them motherfuckers, every time you get excited, it make them mad. Every time you smile, it make them motherfuckers frown. And then you tell them some bullshit, man. I just got in a car accident. And now they laughing. Nigga, that's a hater, my nigga. You know, and like I said, like, these ain't always strangers on the internet. Some of these motherfuckers is niggas that you know. And back to what I said about your views against your likes. These motherfuckers follow your ass on social media, dog. You post something, they saw that shit. They just didn't like that shit because they don't fuck with you, my nigga. You know, everybody that's around you ain't with you, dog. You know, and like with this shit, when I look at AR Rap situation, my nigga, this is exactly how I feel. You know, like it's some shit that you be saying to a motherfucker that you feel like you saying in confidence. That's going right to motherfuckers that like you even less than the motherfucker that you telling. You know, like this is something that shit. I learned this shit in high school, my nigga. Like, I don't never talk shit about a nigga that I wouldn't talk shit to. Because at the end of the fucking day, my nigga, like, a lot of us, um, like, we, we over-exaggerate our place in a motherfucker's life. Like, a lot of us feel like we talking some shit to a motherfucker that really fuck with us. You know, we saying some shit in confidence. We telling the motherfucker a secret. I'm telling my homeboy some shit. This my friend. I don't really use that word a lot. You saying some shit that you thinking that you telling to your friend. Yet your enemy finds out. Is that really your friend? If they telling your enemy some shit you saying? Because this happens all the fucking time. Like, think about how many motherfuckers in high school, right? Like, let's just take that shit back to the to the playground. Back when we was in high school. How many fights did you see in your life that started out with a motherfucker saying, I heard you was talking shit about me? Now, just think about all the times you've talked shit about somebody and who you was talking shit about somebody to. Nine times out of ten, you was talking shit about somebody to a motherfucker who you thought was your fucking friend you know and this is something that i'm teaching my kids my nigga everybody not your fucking friend just because a motherfucker kicking it with you just because a motherfucker playing ball with you just because a motherfucker running around the playground and sitting next to you at the motherfucking lunch table that don't make that motherfucker your friend a lot of these motherfuckers just around you literally as a spy to get information to tell to motherfuckers that don't fuck with you. This is what the fuck happened to this nigga. You over here telling uh DJ Vlad all your motherfucking business. And he reporting that shit directly to the motherfucking police. You know, because nigga, I don't believe in saying a absolute goddamn thing. 
to no motherfucking DJ Vlad. Like it, it literally makes me respect the motherfucker less when I see them talking to DJ Vlad. Cause it's like, nigga, this nigga done got Rollo locked up. This nigga done got a lot of rappers locked the fuck up. Yet you niggas continue to go on his motherfucking platform. And I understand the reason why. Because he has a huge following. And you feeling like, shit, if I get on Vlad, I'm going to be famous. If I get on Vlad, I'm going to have this and I'm going to have that. And it's like, my nigga, what the fuck is the light worth? What the fuck is attention worth? Especially when you're not using that shit. For the right fucking reasons You know and that's like a big thing with me my nigga Like what the fuck are you using this attention for Like I get it If you promoting an album cool If you promoting a fucking song cool If you promoting some artwork cool If you a fucking model or any type of entertainer Or you got a fucking product to sell or a service to provide And you trying to promote that shit I completely understand but at the same time, it's like, my nigga, if you putting your fucking freedom on the line to promote, what is the fucking risk versus the reward? You know, and this is something that like one of my big like mindset, actionable pieces of advice. Whenever you're making any decision in life, my nigga, you should always weigh the risk versus the reward. If you going into a fucking Vlad interview. What is my reward? Okay, my reward is I'll probably get like an extra, I don't know, 10,000 followers possibly depending on what I say in this interview and how it goes. But the fucking risk is 45 fucking years in prison. Am I willing to risk 45 fucking years in prison for 10,000 fucking followers? And then out of the 10,000 followers, you know, according to analytics and statistics and things of that nature... 10,000 followers might, if that, possibly lead to 100 sales of a fucking product that you are trying to push. Because, you know, you know, like something that I've been talking about throughout this motherfucking episode, dog. There's a fucking small percentage of your following that's actually going to support your product. Like, nigga, I got... I got about like 800 and something followers on Instagram as far as my podcast page. And then my personal page, I got probably like 600 and some change. But, nigga, I'm only probably getting maybe 100 and something listeners per episode, if that a lot of times. Nigga, so that's like, what, I don't know, maybe 10% of what my follower count is, is actually supporting my product. 10%. So... Let's just translate that. Okay, so you go on fucking Vlad. You get 10,000 fucking followers. That means 10% of 10,000 is obviously 1,000. So you get 1,000 sales. You know, when you count points, if you want a fucking record label, you're probably getting like 2%. So $2,000. $2,000 or 45 years in prison. Is that risk really worth that reward, my nigga? I don't think so. I think that's some bullshit, dog. And that's the thing. Like, a lot of motherfuckers don't really weigh the risk against the reward. You know, and like I said, I look at every fucking decision like that, dog. 
like as a street motherfucker. You know, like it's if, if you gonna rob like robbing liquor stores is played out because motherfuckers start understanding the risk versus the reward. You know, like back in the day, a lot of motherfuckers robbed liquor stores. That shit was like a thing. You know, even in the movie Menace of Society, they robbed a liquor store. Even though that was second degree, it was still a thing. You know, robbing a liquor store, it's like maybe $300 in the register. But you can get life for that shit. It ain't worth life for 300 goddamn dollars. But back in the day, a lot of motherfuckers didn't really weigh the risk versus the reward. Nowadays, a lot of niggas ain't that goddamn stupid. You know, because like I say all the time, motherfucker, you see me in somebody goddamn prison cell, nigga. It was behind multiple millions of dollars or something negative happening to my goddamn family. You know, like there's some shit that I don't give a fuck what the fucking risk is versus the reward. Nigga, I got to do what the fuck I got to do. But as far as like what the fuck going to put me in jail, I'll be damn I go to jail behind some shit I did on fucking social media. I'll be damn I go to jail over some fucking shit I said to DJ motherfucking Vlad. And that's the thing. Like, nigga, the fact that multiple black men have put themselves in fucking prison behind something they said to DJ Vlad is tragic to me, my nigga. You know, and I look at this as a lot of motherfuckers on social media because beyond DJ Vlad, because it's like, I don't like fucking DJ Vlad, but at the same time, my nigga, you niggas are putting yourself in this motherfucking position. Because like what I've been saying this whole fucking episode, like I'm not blaming social media for this shit. Because social media not forcing you niggas to post a goddamn thing. Everything you post on social media is your personal motherfucking choice. You choosing to do this shit. You choosing to say what the fuck you said on Vlad. Because at one point, I was kind of like looking at niggas sideways for going on Vlad. But at the same time, at the end of the day, my nigga, you only say what the fuck you choose to say. So if you go to jail behind some shit you say on Vlad, that's your goddamn fault. That ain't Vlad's fault. The only thing Vlad put in front of your face is a motherfucking microphone. He put a fucking gun to your head and told you to say, I sold bricks and I killed niggas and I used to rob people. That nigga Vlad on that motherfucker said, hey, man, heard you were a big drug dealer in Atlanta. Nigga, you could have easily said, I don't know what the fuck you talking about. I ain't so shit. You have all the right in the world to tell that nigga. Get the fuck out of here. I ain't do none of that shit. But you niggas gonna get on that motherfucker and let this nigga talk you into a motherfucking jail cell. That's a personal fucking choice, my nigga. You know, and this is the fucking thing, dog. We we got choices. We have free will, my nigga. You could easily say, I ain't do none of that shit. But in the case of a nigga like AR Ab, it be motherfuckers that be like, you, you niggas be turned up off this motherfucking attention. Like, that shit, like, make your dick hard or something. Like, ooh, if I tell this nigga I really rob people, I don't know. Honestly, I don't. Like, what the, what the fuck is going through your head when you telling DJ Vlad all the street shit you did? Like, what the fuck do you really think you're going to get, my nigga? 
Oh, these niggas gonna know I'm a real nigga. So? Like, that's the fucking thing, my nigga. Like, you could be the realest nigga in the world. Don't nobody give a fuck at the end of the day, my nigga. You could be real as the fuck you want to. Now you the realest nigga in prison. Did you win? Like, that's the real fucking question. Like, what did you win after you told this nigga all your fucking street business? 45 years in a motherfucking pen, dog. And that's the fucking thing, my nigga. Like, you motherfuckers is going out sad for attention, my nigga. You know, and this is something, this is a principle that I talked about. What the fuck? Was that episode three or four, my nigga? You know, like, gangsters... Don't like attention, my nigga. Gangsters like money. Real gangsters. The gangsters that I was raised under. Like what what I, young Dolomite, was taught as a young boy. As a young little fucking grasshopper with no fucking facial hair. Gangsters like money. Gangsters don't like attention. What, where the fuck did this fucking attention shit come in at? Like at what point did it become cool... For a motherfucking gangster to get attention What the fuck put Frank Lucas in prison Attention Like uh, attention to fuck your shit up my nigga You know like I done, I done said before on episode after episode dog Attention is a worse drug than fucking cocaine You niggas is addicted to that shit But it's like A.R. Ab is it, He got a hard lesson In the detriment of attention in the life of a motherfucking gangster dog Nigga, attention is not fucking fly for no motherfucking gangster, my nigga. Gangsters and rappers is fucking uh, uh, antonyms, my nigga. That shit is an oxymoron, my nigga. You can't be a gangster and a rapper. You can't be a gangster and love attention, my nigga. Fucking gangster and attention don't mix like two dicks and no bitch. Nigga, attention ain't gangster, my nigga. Where the fuck do y'all get that shit from? Like, nigga, some of you, you niggas got some bad fucking intel, my nigga. Y'all niggas got some bad fucking information. And that's what I'm here to fucking talk about to these young motherfuckers, man. Like, that's what I talk about on this fucking show all the time, my nigga. You know, because I'm not talking to niggas my age. We should know better. By the time you hit fucking 30, you should know better. So I'm not talking to motherfuckers my age, nigga. If you listen at my age, for the for the most part, you just listening for confirmation and entertainment. But as a young motherfucker, you know this is just me telling you some shit that I know from experience, whether that be firsthand experience or secondhand experience through watching other motherfuckers. Man, fuck attention, get money, my nigga. That's what life about, my nigga. Life about results. Life ain't about attention, my nigga. Just think about all these motherfucking athletes and entertainers, my nigga. Like, I just saw a video a couple hours ago of that nigga Welvin. He went to Compton High, too. Uh, the fucking, uh, these nuts got him. That nigga homeless. All that motherfucking attention he got. Nigga went viral. Everybody know about Welvin. These nuts got him. Big ass teeth and all that shit. Attention, attention, attention. Broke, broke, broke. Nigga, attention don't always equal money, my nigga. Do what pays you, my nigga. Not what puts you in the light, my nigga. Light don't equal money, dog. 
And that's the fucking thing. Like, niggas is chasing the wrong motherfucking shit. Nigga, if, if the attention is what pays you, if you know how to monetize your attention, more fucking power to you, my nigga. But if if, if attention gonna bring you prison time, you got life fucked up. Don't fucking be out here fucking chasing attention, dog. That shit is fucking stupid. You know, and this is something that we should be teaching our sons, our fucking daughters, my nigga. You know, like motherfuckers is chasing the wrong shit. Like one of the fucking things that I tell motherfuckers, just as far as like the game of life. Nigga, the any when it comes to any game, the biggest thing when it comes to any game that you play is understanding how to fucking keep score. Nigga, if, if you playing for attention, you gonna lose. Nigga, even like on some real shit, like if you playing for money, you might lose. Because at the end of the day, nigga, life is all about what makes you happy, what makes you smile, understanding who you honestly love and who honestly loves you. You know, if you're going to chase something in life, nigga, chase love. You know, fuck with the motherfuckers who really fuck with you, the motherfuckers who really support you, the motherfuckers who really understand you. These niggas on social media, this ain't that and that ain't this. Nigga, you post a motherfucking video, that motherfucker get 10,000 views and 200 likes, my nigga. Focus on them 200 motherfuckers that like, not that 990 fucking thousand or whatever the fuck. Nigga, my math fucked up. I've been off this wine. But, like, don't focus on the motherfuckers who don't fuck with you because they don't matter, my nigga. All these motherfuckers who you trying to get attention from, these motherfuckers don't matter, my nigga. You know, that's what a lot of niggas is missing in life in general. Like, we like to focus on the motherfuckers that don't matter. You know, because like I said, like, nigga, we, we doing all this shit for social media and all these motherfuckers who, who just watching and don't care. And we losing the respect of the motherfuckers who really care. You know, like, with, with a nigga like ARL, my nigga, I'm sure he had a lot of niggas who really fucked with him. But he threw all that shit away for a bunch of motherfuckers who didn't give a shit. You know, like, you you did all that shit to get attention from niggas who ain't fucking tripping. And now, you a cautionary tale, my nigga. It's just sad to see, dog. You know, because I, I, I look at him as possibly, he was probably a stand-up nigga. He was a real nigga. But look at what he got for motherfucking attention, my nigga. You know, so, mind the business that pays you, my nigga. And I'm going to drop the mic on that shit. This has been your host, Young Dolomite, for the Too Much Game podcast, live from the Boom Boom Room once again. If you would like to support us financially, it's patreon.com slash townhouse media. Town eat house media. Support all the townhouse media podcasts. Seriously, none of the podcasts, Friday nights, whenever the fuck the super producer gets to that shit. I'm not even sure if he's still gonna do that shit. Me and the nigga might have to really have a heart to heart about that shit. But if he do it, it's gonna be Friday nights, 9 p.m. Tuesdays, the Sports for You podcast, my favorite sports podcast with Mark, John Watson, and Nick motherfucking Freeze, uh, live at 6 p.m. on Tuesdays, 6 Pacific, uh, live on Facebook and YouTube. Uh, Wednesdays, the No Rules Podcast with Mark and Ill Will, aka the Gym Dropper. Wednesdays, uh, 5 p.m. Pacific time, live on Facebook and YouTube. 
And uh, Cat vs. Dog We in Limbo I keep on fucking promoting Just in case we record that motherfucker Sundays at 3pm Pacific time Live and fire Houston time uh, Follow me on social media At Uncle Dolomite The Instagram page for the podcast Is at Too Much Game Podcast Find me on YouTube and shit If you wanna see what the fuck I look like And watch me drink this wine Um I'm on fucking Clubhouse and Twitter at Young Dolomite, Y-U-N-G-D-O-L-E-M-Y-T-E, under, uh, no, ain't no underscore on that shit, but just look for me, uh, Instagram at Uncle, D-O-L-E-M-I-T-E, and, um, shit, I think that might be it, nigga, you wanna support me financially, cash at me, nigga, cash tag, Y-U-N-G-D-O-L-E-M-I-T-E, but, um, yeah, nigga, I ain't here to help you get bitches, I'm here to help you get better. Too much gun. Redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino style games to choose from, you too could win life changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to chumbacasino.com and give them a world. That's chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.